For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to The Range on the Believe Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Today, we are looking at great ways to get your things from one place to another. In golf, of course, we do that with our golf bags, and we're focusing on one brand that has built their golf line in conjunction with mainstream bags and luggage. While that may suggest they will not work with the golfer in mind, the exact opposite is true. In fact, everything about their bags is designed to make them more usable throughout your round of golf. The brand is Ogeo, and I have followed their technology and designs for well over a decade. Today, their marketing manager, Nathan Edelman, joins us here on The Range. Nate, thanks for joining us. Hey, Ralph. Nice to see you, and uh, I wish we could be in person, but, you know, this will do. It will do for now. I guess, should we start out by sharing that we went to the same high school and we played baseball for Coach Schof at Menlo in the Bay Area? We, uh, yeah, no, that, those were the good days back then. And um, I know uh, my last game, my senior year, we won the CCS. Um, so that was uh, the start of a little nice run that they went on. And the last game of my senior year, we won CCS. So there you go. We, we both won championships All right. there in high school. Um, now, people that have followed me on the golf spotlight know that I've been covering the latest from OGO for a long, long time. That said, why don't you give us a broad overview of OGO today? Yeah, OGO has um, evolved a lot in the last couple of years. Um, uh, just as, as the brand has come under the Callaway Golf umbrella. Uh, but we've got some excellent products that, that really reflect what OGO has always stood for. The most durable, the most pockets, uh, across every bag, it's about organization, giving you a place for the things that you need and making it easy to access them and, and keep you organized. Um, and I, I know I mentioned it again, but I'll say it. I, I know I mentioned it, but I'll say it again is um, our bags are built to last. So when you buy an Ojo bag, you know they're gonna, it's going to be there season after season after season for you. Well, when we're talking about golf bags, there are definitely different categories. Uh, there's cart bags, carry bags, Sunday bags, hybrids. And it's almost like they need to be designed independently because they each do something really totally different. Yeah, the golfer who is uh, carrying their his or her golf bag uh, is not interested in uh, the same things that a golfer who is a member at a club or lives in a community where they park their golf cart in their garage. And they're very, very different types of players and very, very, very different needs that each player has. And so for us, we have to be thinking about who's using this bag and how are they going to use this bag and what are they bringing with them, not just in golf bags, but all of our, all of our bags, but uh, specifically to golf, if we're talking about where are we going to put the attention from a cost standpoint, you know, on a carry bag, we've got to be putting a lot more attention into the straps, into the weight, into the balance point. Whereas a cart bag may be more about its, uh, its structure, its, and um, the amount of pockets and storage and the quality of the zippers. Well, and that independence, though, has really shown itself 
maybe in a surprising way, but with the 19 collection for women, where you really did design it completely independently from every other bag in, that OGO makes. Yeah, we've seen that across all golf bags. Typically, if you have a bag for female golfers, some companies may lower it an inch. Whereas shorter clubs, a lot don't. Um, and then they'll make it pink or purple. But one of the funny things that we found um, after launching the new 19 collection is that the top selling color is black. Uh, so go figure, you know, like, uh, it, you know, like black is a popular color regardless of, of gender. And the 19 collection was really built from scratch by female golfers for female golfers. Uh, there were focus groups. Um, there were surveys that were sent out to hundreds of hundreds of female golfers. And the bag was designed with only uh, those intentions in mind of making a bag that all the female golfers would uh, want to use that would serve their, their needs and their purposes. And uh, uh, something that uh, not only was functional for them, but also looked the way they want and, uh, go figure, the survey told us that bubblegum pink was not their favorite color. One thing that OGO has long been known for are exactly what you're talking about, serving the needs of the golfers. So whether it's the style or it's for specific golf purposes, things like little loops for alignment sticks in the bags. Yeah, uh, no detail for golfers is too small. You know, golfers are a particular, a particular bunch. And uh, uh, I mean, we know this on the club side as well, that the littlest thing in the way that a golf club is built or designed, or, you know, you get your club back from the club builder and the grip isn't on just right. Golfers notice that stuff. Mm -hmm. Golfers care about that stuff and whether or not it, uh, it affects their performance or they let it affect their performance. Uh, golfers know are perceptive and they know that stuff. So for us, we have to be uh, the details. I mean, that that's what separates a good bag from a great bag or really a good product from it from a great product is, the attention to details that the people who are the most particular will notice and appreciate. You mentioned it before, but with all the tech and design, really what everyone agrees on when it comes to a golf bag is they want it to be made of a fabric that's going to last, but is also lightweight. So there's those two things kind of go against each other. It really is a balancing act. Yeah. I would say uh, textile or fabric innovations in the last you know, 10 years have been really, really uh, big. You know, it's not the most exciting thing in the golf world from an innovation standpoint to talk about, but we're able to take fabrics that are designed for other industries. You know, the outdoor industry tends to be the leading edge for materials innovation. Um, so we're talking about lightweight with durability. It used to be, you know, the more durable it was, the thicker it was and the heavier it was. But, uh, you know, if you're climbing Mount Everest, you want something that's light, that's also durable and warm and all, all of the above. So we're able to draft off that, which is one of the benefits we have at OGO of having a really broad product line that's well beyond just golf is when we're, when we're looking at hiking backpacks or we're looking at fitness and uh, endurance and swimming and, all the, and just normal airport travel, you know, you have to be really durable to, to – withstand the uh, checking your bag at an airport. Um, so for us, all of that stuff and our exposure to those and going to see fabric mills and going to different factories and understanding the landscape of materials really helps us select materials that are gonna be really nice for a golf bag. And for that, like you said, it's gotta be durable. It's gotta be lightweight. We want it to be stain resistant. You don't think about that a lot, but you're out there in the grass 
Um, there might be muddy, you know, like we don't want it to hold too much dirt and mud. Um, and then the last one is the sun. Um, we want it to be um, fade resistant from the sun. You know, golf, you play outdoors, so we want your the color that you choose to still be the color in a couple of years' time. Uh, and I guess I should mention one more, which is water resistance. Uh, you know, it's the sprinklers may go on or you get the morning dew or you, you get caught in the rain. Um, we want we want some... we. Of course, we make a waterproof bag, but we want all of our bags to have some level of water resistance as well. Well, when you think about I mean, I go back to way, way, way back commercials talking about luggage, and then you would have a gorilla thrown around a bag and showing how strong it is. Well, because of the luggage background, you get that type of conceptualizing and planning even in the golf bags that they're made to be that strong and long lasting because it's got the same brand name on it. It has a reputation to uphold. Yeah, and that's a reputation we're proud of, and we're proud to offer an industry-leading two-year warranty on all of our golf bags as well. Um, all of our luggage, backpacks, travel bags, those are a limited lifetime, but uh, for golf bags, we do a full two years, which is uh, double what most what most other bags are. The cool thing is, is that you talk about the outdoor lifestyle and how that can lend itself to design techniques and really coming up with ideas that are lightweight and long-lasting. Well, you followed in that same line with Ogeo having apparel lines that, again, are like outdoor wear that are going to keep you protected, going to keep you warm, going to be lightweight, be comfortable. Yeah, we've seen that the Ogeo consumer, the Ogeo fan, you usually has more than one hobby or passion or activity that they participate in. You know, they may uh, play golf and they may be a swimmer. They may do a lot of travel and they may do, uh, you know, motorcycle riding. Um, so OGO really, uh, I mean, our products span so many different activities and the limited um, apparel that we've made, it's about versatility. It's about that lifestyle of, it, of the OGO athlete and the OGO uh, customer that, you know, they want a, a, a really nice uh, moisture wicking t-shirt, but it doesn't look like they just came from the gym. Or they want a rain suit they can play golf in, but they can also uh, use that on a hike. Um, and so we've tried to design the the the, the limited line of uh, of apparel that we have to suit the lifestyle of you know someone who's active on the go, who goes from activity to activity, um, even if that's picking up the kids to the grocery store, to the gym, um, and you know, and so on and so forth. So um, it's all about the the versatility and being able to, 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 you know, live your, live your active life and not have to worry too much about uh, your bag and your clothes that you're wearing. Now you're big into golf. How did you get into the golf business? Oh, that started. Um, well, I'd say my very, very beginning in golf was my first ever job. I signed up to be a caddy. Um, it was actually up in, up, up in San Mateo at the Peninsula Golf and Country Club. Um, that was my first job ever. I think it was like seventh or eighth grade. Um, and I just enjoyed being at, at the golf course. I enjoyed, um, you know, being outside. The members were really nice and friendly. Um, I got, I moved down the peninsula a little bit to uh, Sharon Heights. I think you're probably familiar with Sharon Heights mm -hmm. and worked in the bag room there. Um, and then that was in high school at that point. Um, and then I kind of set golf aside for a little bit. You know, I was focusing on baseball a lot. Um, and then once after college, my baseball career ended, I kind of put all my competitive energy towards uh, golf again. 
and every sport I've played, I've always been very, very fascinated with the instruments that the professionals use, like the highest quality premium instruments, um, or in, for the case of baseball and golf, the equipment, right? The bats, the gloves, the clubs. For whatever reason, there was a level of equipment that I just seemed to see deeper um, than my other teammates did. And they would always come to me and say, hey, which bat do I want? Hey, my glove broke. Can you restring this for me? Or, hey, regrip this for me, et cetera. And just something I always loved to do. So um, I found myself after college, I had a, you know, a real grown-up job uh, working in, you know, management consulting with big pharma companies. And I enjoyed the work. I really did. But I felt like I wanted to work with products that I was really, really excited about. Um, and uh, so that that set me off um, on a path to try to try to do exactly that. Um, came back to the West Coast where another alma mater of yours, UCLA, I went there for my graduate degree um, and then got an internship with TaylorMade, um, did an independent study with Titleist and then was fortunate to land a full-time job with Callaway coming out of grad school. Well, and you talk about Callaway Ocho being a part of the Callaway brand. You actually do work on the Callaway side now, hosting a uh, podcast, the Fitting Room podcast through Callaway Media. Yeah, so I started with Callaway, um, working on the club marketing side for three or four years before uh, stepping over and uh, taking on the OGO Challenge. Um, but I never, uh, of all the things I did, one of the things I wanted to keep doing was something that I was really excited about, and that's club fitting. Um, so... The Fitting Room Podcast has now been around over five years. We've got, uh, I think, around 131 episodes this week. will be the 131st episode. Um, and we dig deep into the really techie, uh, almost the geeky side of golf equipment. So the stuff that you're not going to find on the website, um, you're not going to find it in a brochure or catalog or pamphlet, but it's the stuff that it's hard to explain it's the stuff that's more comp complicated about the way the clubs work mm -hmm. and how golfers can get the most out of their equipment. You know, there's so many options out there, not only just the components of uh, what shaft and what grip and what club head, but then there's all the things that you can adjust to it. The loft, the length, the lie angle, the, the flex, the amount you tip it, all these things that um, I think there's a uh, misconception about how much each of those things matters and affects your game. And so what we do on the fitting room is we try to educate golfers about the way their golf clubs work, about the way specific clubs are designed, um, get into, um, you know, some, a little bit of the physics, a little bit of the technical, but then try to bring that back and say, how does that apply to your game? Um, and so we'll have club designers and club engineers on the show We'll have um, some of the top fitters from the country will join us and share their perspectives. Um, and then, of course, we talk with tour players as well. And tour players have a very wide variance of how into the equipment they are. Some are like, you know, give me whatever and I'll figure out how to hit it. And then there's others that are like, I know exactly how I want to swing. Now make sure that golf club does what I want it to with my swing. So it varies a lot. And, and uh, it's nice to hear those different perspectives and, Every golfer is a little bit different, so hopefully they'll find a voice that works for them. There's so much golf tech in one building there with Ogio and Callaway and Odyssey. 
what kind of collaboration is there between the different brands? Um, there's a decent amount for sure. Um, I think uh, that's one of the really nice things about the setup that we have, um, especially with the smaller brands, you know, with Odyssey and with, with OGO that when we want independence on certain things, we can have it. But then when we want to take advantage of uh, the larger setup that we have and the resources in the building, we have that as well. So it's a really nice setup that, that we've got going and, you know, like the, our ability to create media, for example, is one that uh, the Callaways invested a lot in the, in the media world and the ability, you know, we have a radio studio and we have a TV set and all that, that we can then have access to and graphic designers and things like that. Um, and then of course, uh, really important is the product itself and the supply chain and working with factories and all, all of the things that, um, you know, by having a little bit more scale, we're able to, uh, create better stuff um, and be able to bring it to, to golfers at a, at a fair value. We obviously are coming out of a spring unlike any other that uh, has affected business. And of course, it's affected our golf games. Uh, in terms of OGO, what's it been like working remotely and still trying to collaborate with teams in that manner? You know, it's funny. We were all a little uncertain going into it. Um, but with the thanks to the thanks of, you know, digital tools like Zoom and Skype and um, our team has found a really nice groove uh, that we're, we're able to take advantage, I would say, of the quiet of being at home, um, which has really allowed us to focus and get ahead of stuff and really focus on what are golfers worried about, what are golfers concerned with, um, and, and be, be productive. So for us, it's been really good. I think the, um, the company has taken, you know, has been surprised or pleasantly surprised with how productive and focused people are regardless of where they're working from. And even as we're starting to trickle back into the office, which of course there's certain things we have to be there for. Um, I, I, you know, perhaps there's going to be some little bit of flexibility in, uh, and, you know, letting, letting teams work the way that they find themselves being most productive. Well, one of the things that I've heard in, in terms of that is people have found that they've come across a new way of thinking because you're out of the office environment, you just consider things a little bit differently. And as such, it's opened their eyes to new ideas. Yeah, I think an example of that, at least on the marketing side of things, would be when you have a TV studio and a photo multiple photographers in the building and you need a photo, your thought is, all right, let's go recruit our photography team and our video team and let's let's go find a place to do this and to you know, get some cool photography and, you know, like shoot, shoot, whatever we need to do. And when you don't have that luxury, now we got to get more creative with our graphic design and our, our digital design. And, um, it's, it's created, um, really, uh, it's forced us to be a little bit more creative with how we do stuff. And I think the outcome has been really, really nice where, uh, we're creating stuff that, you know, is serving the purpose that we needed to. And it, we end up taking less time and less resources than, uh, you know, the, what, what might be the first thing to come to mind is like, okay, let's go out into with our photographers and go take, take that shot. So, um, of course we need great photography and we're going to run out, you know, the longer we're out of the office, but, um, you're absolutely right. We, we've been a little more creative and a little more, um, resourceful and definitely focused on, uh, what we're trying to do and how we're going to do it. And I'm sure you probably are thinking things in terms of, okay, this will work for now, 
But imagine if I apply this when I do have a photographer and everything, right. we're going to have some really cool shoots. Yeah, I think so. And um, that's one of the things that I've been talking with my team about is I've been so impressed with our ability to focus um, and I don't want to lose that when we're back in the office, you know, when there's a little more distractions and a little more people running around, um, and a little more, you know, options for, for ways that we can go about our business. Um, but I want us to really keep that hunger and that drive and that focus, um, going forward because it's been, uh, you know, we've made the best of the last couple of months. We are talking golf here. So have you been able to get back on the course in the last few weeks? I have, I've played a couple times, um, certainly rusty. Um, and, uh, nice to, it's actually nice cause, uh, one of the courses nearby that we play a lot, uh, is usually golf cart only. And I like to walk personally. So they've actually started allowing walking now. So that's been nice. Uh, you're a little more tired at the end of the day, but, um, it's been nice to get out there and get in the, in the sunshine a little bit. Um, uh, but the game is a little rusty. I'll be honest with you. Got a little work to do, especially in the short game. Um, that seems to be the thing that goes first is the, the feel around the greens. As you look back at your time working in the golf industry, maybe just being a fan of equipment, is there one product aside from your current OGO line that you may <laughs> have worked on or worked on its launch and it just jumps out where you've got a real emotional attachment to it? That's a great question. Um, yeah, I think that uh, I would say the apex irons from 2016 i think was the second generation of apex when when apex first launched um it was kind of a you know it was a very high-end forged kind of you know player it was a hybrid between the player's iron and the game improvement iron and we we knew the irons were really really good but i don't know that we knew that golfers would figure that out or that they would be as excited or they, they would take off the way that they did. Um, and so to back that up with Apex CF-16, which was such a good set of irons, um, while there was a lot of expectations on it, and that launch to me was really fun to be a part of because it's like such a not, it was such premium equipment that was beautiful that also performed really well. And similarly to that is the Apex 19, uh, Apex Pro from 20, 2019. That was the first pro iron that had face cup in it. And that was really fun because you took something that was like, this was a game improvement technology, but this is such a beautiful looking iron. And putting that together, um, to me, those are like, those are that set of irons. I mean, you could play those for the next 20 years and they're still going to perform great. So uh, those two for me, I think were, you know, like high end, beautiful, well-crafted, amazing materials, but tons of tech. Those have been really fun to be a part of. No. And it's, it's clubs like that. It's equipment like that. That is part of why we love this game. Uh, Nate, thanks for taking the time to join us. It's been a pleasure talking OGO and Callaway with you. Rob, it's always nice to talk to you, and I appreciate you repping the old Menlo Knights there in the, uh, on the shelf with that football helmet. Well, you know, it, it, it's a good-looking helmet. What can I say? It's a good it one. Is. Nate, thanks for taking the time. Of course, Ralph. Take care. That was OGO Marketing Manager Nathan Edelman, and as I mentioned, he can be seen on Callaway Media as they discuss their latest products online. Before we go, this past weekend was supposed to be the U.S. Open, but of course it was moved to September. It currently remains scheduled to be played at Winged Foot just outside of New York. 
Playing in the final weekend of summer is likely going to be a big change from the first weekend of summer, and we'll see how that plays out. The PGA Championship will now be our first major of the year. It'll be played at Harding Park in San Francisco, but there will not be any fans in attendance as determined by the city's public health officials. I'm actually excited by this. Harding Park, like its neighbors, Olympic Club, Lake Merced, and the San Francisco Golf Club, have such unique trees and natural characteristics that we as viewers would get a much better feel for the course than if the fairways were lined with spectators. Again, let's embrace what we have and the positives that they will bring to our viewing experience. It's a shame for fans that are going to miss out on an in-person showcase, but their loss may just be our game. Now, if you want to know more about golf equipment, subscribe to us on YouTube. As I mentioned, it's at The Golf Spotlight. For the latest on the range, follow us on Instagram. Again, it's The Golf Spotlight. We welcome your comments. Now, you've listened so far, so why not subscribe to The Range on iTunes or follow us on Spotify. It makes your time listening to us even easier. Enjoy your next rounds on the course, and we'll see you here next time on The Range. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.